Welcome to Chucked. I'm Austin Charles with my dad, Charles Braxton, and we're here on a scorching hot September day. Are you ready for the summer to the heat to, to cool down or I am or what? I am, yeah. you know, but I'm not gonna bemoan it because in February I'll be longing for days like this, so I'm not gonna bemoan it. But yeah, I'm ready for fall and crisp mornings and mm-hmm. once the U.S. Open ends for me, I'm ready for the, the the heat to cool down. Yeah, I know. Plus you're you're running and uh, boy, it's, it's been tough. it's been some humid mornings. Yeah, yeah. It's been some very how many did you run morning. this morning? Seven miles this morning. An That's easy my... seven miles, Pete. An easy seven miles. I felt a lot better than I thought I would. I, I um, did I twenty a, on Saturday, right? Twenty-one on Saturday, and I, so I usually take a two Excuse or three days. Excuse me, twenty-one people. Yeah. <laughs> that last mile hurt. I gotta get. I gotta mention yeah, it. You do. Hey, yeah. hey. I'm not it was saying all twenty if I did twenty-one. There's no was uphill. It was tough, yeah. but um, I wanted to keep going. But uh, had a little game at noon Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I um, I usually take a couple, two or three days off, but I felt surprisingly great today. Um, no soreness, no aches, no creakiness. Um, I, I mean, my energy won't be back. Usually isn't back until about a week or two after something like that. It's a traumatic event to your body. Um, but I felt great today. So I did a little bit of a tempo run, got, uh, I had a mile, like four or five down to six and a half. So, you know, I pushed it a little bit, but not too hard. So I feel Mm -hmm. good. That's good. good. That's good pace. How's your foot? You you've been pretty injured. Discouraged, lately. you know. I was on my feet all day yesterday, long day, and uh, boy, last night I couldn't sleep because it was throbbing. So I'm really bummed. I'm doing treatment. Started the cryo a couple weeks ago, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Uh, I've got the gun on it, and but last night it was just throbbing. So. You know, I I was thinking of you last night with the injury you have, and uh, it's a good message to everyone out there listening. But uh, it was uh, it was talking about getting your best perform physical performance out in in the in the vein of Iliad Kipchanga, who's going to attempt to break the two hour marathon in October again. He's he is wow he is yeah unofficially it won't be it won't be an official right. race but it's on the track um, right yeah he's doing it I think at a different place this time oh, okay I don't I don't he he did it last time in Italy somewhere okay. with Nike but this one is with some other company it's very fascinating he's got. Um, Formula One um, engineers working with him to shape out his pace crew that will be running with him to get the most aerodynamic. So he's got 1,500-meter runners. He's got marathon runners that are all different guys um, pacing him for this. Anyway, um, in his uh, pursuit of this, it talks about him. He's like up to like, I I think he runs like 160 miles a week or something. Um, Talks about his, his whole process. But the article was about how he epitomizes that i mean he's got the every lab in from germany to beavertown oregon at his disposal to get him to be as fast and as nutritionally optimal as he can um and physiologically optimal as he can be but really the the main things that he uses to get peak physical performance are all the things that are um strongly suggested to us to monitor or to, to, to seek, which is at least seven hours of sleep every night. L- as low psychological stress as possible. And then nutrition, water. And so I was thinking of you and that, you know, the article was kind of about before you get the, um, go on the beet juice diet and hit the cryotherapy tanks and get the vapor flies, which I have on my feet right now, Nike, you know, the, the carbon plated shoe. Before all of that, 
these are the things that you just that we were saying in the 70s and we're still saying now is you need at least seven hours of sleep you need to have you know the, uh, the appropriate diet not the crazy mm-hmm. you know um, beet juice as I say but you know get your protein and get your and not eat the crap and then uh, and then the psychological stress and uh, I think makes sense psychological stress is probably something that you know and thinking how significant of a role that plays in your body's performance um, that's certainly something that you know goes through you and you don't sleep great and you have a lot of psychological stress yeah. and and, yeah. you, and your wife takes you to Cheesecake Factory every Friday. They <laughs> just, so you just, you just will lose, lose, lose. Uh, yeah, it's a battle, you know. It really is a battle. I, uh, I feel like I handle stress positively. I'm, I'm sure, a believer yeah. in the effect you expect is the effect you get. I sleep pretty well. I do. I sleep. I have stretches, but that's usually because I had drank caffeine hmm. or had carbs too late. I, mean, I can totally correlate not sleeping well to carbs too late. Usually, and sometimes caffeine, but um, you know. So I, yeah, I think I think I know this. I haven't been drinking enough just pure water lately. I would. That's a good checkpoint there. Mm-hmm. I haven't. And uh, you know, our, it, it always when our family has birthdays, they're Jewish week long wedding celebrations. <laughs> you know, so the the cake and stuff, and and that we even two this what, past week we did, Oof. and so it's just. Nobody's putting that cake in my mouth. I'm willingly doing it on my own, but it doesn't make it harder to, you know, I don't know. I'm just an extremist as you are. I either go no or yes. There's no middle for me. There's mm-hmm. just no middle in anything. I have first gear and I have sixth gear and that's it. Yeah. And uh, I park. I park and I have sixth gear. Okay, what am I saying? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I... I, I I'm treat you know, I, the the disappointing thing with this is because it's it happened from running and I didn't even know when I did it. I just woke up one morning and my, I think it's plantar fasciitis is what I think it is. Mm-hmm. So, rest. I'm taking this week off. Only doing leg training. I'm just doing. I'm just doing all my stretching, all my isometrics, uh, all that stuff. Just get my legs in good shape and hopefully rest it this week and see mm-hmm. what happens next week. I've been playing through it for a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I tell you, I got to tell Chucksters this because they'll get a crack out of this. Uh, I, I, as you know, I reached an all-time low when the Browns were playing the Titans. However, I sat, I hurt my hip while watching a football game. <laughs> the you Browns about, will do it to you. Yeah, the Browns will do it to you. <laughs> I think it was because Gunner was squeezed in be- between your mom and me, uh-huh. when we were watching the game. It was how I was sitting, but that night I couldn't sleep because it like I had a hip pointer. Oh man! I mean, it was bad. It was throbbing, and I thought, "Oh man, I have reached the old man low." I hurt my hip watching a football game, <laughs> and then you know I treated it, and it was fine the next day. Mm. I think something was just a little out of whack. And uh, mm-hmm. but enough about that. Um, what do you have for us today? Let's let's just throw the match in the middle of the kindling here, and and uh, see where we can head with this. A lot going on. With our brownies, brownies. Uh, they 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 did what they were supposed to do. Like I mean, there is a bit of um, don't get a, a pat on the back for what you should do. Like if you're a good team, you should hold a really bad team, the New York Jets, uh, worse than people. Not a bad thought. defense though. Not a bad defense. Missing but their linebacker. I mean, even like, how how much does even Darnold help with that team? I mean, yeah, they, I know, he gets a couple they're, scores they're maybe, wins, but yeah. 
There were but some people here's thought. Here's the thing. Yes, I don't know if you know, but you don't listen to 92.3. I listen to Cleveland Radio in the mornings, and uh, the fans were so negative. They're, oh, I didn't like this. I didn't like this. And Ken Carmen was like, wait a minute. Two years ago, you were the Jets. Mm-hmm. Okay. That <laughs> just was, two That years was the overwhelming ago. feeling I had, just like, wow, when, gosh, when Beckham got that long pass and, and Garrett kept on getting sack after sack. Um, it was just so – and just the, and just the Jets were imploding and the fans were booing. It was just so great to be not the bad team. Yes, you know, it was just, and didn't play well and won. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Held a team without a touchdown, won by 20. Um I was so I was just so I was so excited and I was I was it was you know on Twitter it was stupid here people say well this team is going to get killed. If, if this team shows up to um, in Baltimore against LA in San Francisco yeah. and, and that was the sentiment England, on the radio uh, yesterday yeah. you know raining on this uh, and I'm not it's not an accomplishment being just that you, much a but a 20 point win in the National Football doesn't matter League who it is. on the road I don't care who it is they're pros man mm-hmm. You do not sniff at a twenty-point win mm-hmm. on the road uh, on my, in Monday Contained Night Football. Le'Veon Bell. I mean, yeah, yes. I just, I, just, I you know, hey, now listen. You know me. I start with I, ha- I lost my team for five years. Mm. Okay, I start there. Even during the misery of the years, I don't. I think you would agree. I didn't waver because man, we mm-hmm. got a team. Mm-hmm. Now it was debatable whether the Browns were actually a part of the NFL because it felt like they weren't. They were never mentioned in anything, mm-hmm. and, and they deserved that. But I start there, and then when you go, wait a minute, you're winning by 20 on the road, and you people are just you think the house is burning down. Mm-hmm. Baker is not as good as we thought. Freddie Kitchens can't coach. Miles Garrett keeps getting penalty. You know, just oh, picking up. Um, and I'm reminded, these are the people who drove Bill Belichick out of Cleveland. That's the thing people forget. <laughs> these people are the ones that drove Bill Belichick out of Cleveland, the greatest football coach of all time. And mm-hmm. I don't forget that. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, and so, you know, I, didn't, I don't listen to, to it very long. I, just, I love Carmen and Lima. Mm-hmm. Anthony, uh, Carmen, Ken Carmen with Anthony Lima. I yeah. love that. I'm 92.3, the fan. So I listened to that. And Carmen was just so upset. Because mm-hmm. people were negative, and you know, I would hate to be, first of all, a sports talk radio host because it feels like a meaningless life to me. But I would really hate it after your team wins, and then you got to deal with all these mm-hmm. negative Nellies. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I would, I would lose my head. There was, there was a, very little to complain about. I mean, you know, Baker's interception was clearly uh, um, Odell was jumped on his back. Um, was inter- so that was wasn't interfered with. That wasn't that wasn't much, mm-hmm. but uh, it was uh, it was not much to complain about. They just went in there, got the job done, and and got out. Um, so I was I was very excited, but uh, but yeah, I mean they they do have they're not going to be playing the Jets every week, especially coming up. Mm-hmm. It'll be um, tough. I, I think it's exciting to look at this game this week against the Los Angeles Rams, a standard in in the league right now, mm-hmm. and see where they are. I don't expect them to win, but I do expect them to compete. Yeah, gotta get a win at home. You know, yeah, gotta get a win. Yeah, they gotta win. Get a win at home. So uh, it's a big game. You gotta protect your house, as the progressive commercial with Baker Mayfield (laughs) just tells so well. Mm -hmm. So one of the things about this, uh, uh, just to to talk about, uh, you know, no one can draw spiritual and life lessons from the Browns like you and I can. I mean, nobody can do that. Okay, we are your go-to source for drawing life lessons out of the Browns. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I've been teaching uh, 
the students at this class I do on mental toughness is the formula of P equals E minus A. Pressure is expectations minus ability. The gap between what the expectations of you are minus your perceived ability to fulfill those expectations, that's pressure. Okay, so the, the gap, pressure is in that gap between the expectations on me and my ability to fulfill it. So there are so many, for you and I to talk about this, and one of the things we like to do with the Chucksters is give them insight into the kind of conversations you and I would have in private to some extent. Mm-hmm. As, I, as, as I was thinking about the, the Browns and I'm thinking and teaching on this and having this formula, this equation running through my mind, uh, we actually taught it last night at Players Box, um, is, is this, you know, this idea that pressure is only a perception of my ability to fulfill the expectations. So I, as, as I think I mentioned on Chucked, and I, meant, I know I've mentioned to you that I've, I've never bought into the hype just because there's a difference between winning when nobody expects you to last year and winning when everybody expects you to. There's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine and seven to me is a good year. It really, especially with their schedule, it's a good year. I'll take that. Plus, they're in the NFL now, so they're actually relevant. So I'll take that. But I do see a team that is pressing. That you, it's hard to, to deny for me that it's not related to the expectations. Mm-hmm. Baker's not taking the, the little dump downs. He like you, it's real obvious many times. He's got he's got a tight end coming across the middle. He's got a receiver out of the backfield, and he's just he's going for the big. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard not to see the expectations are weighing into that. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that because all of us deal with that. You know, I've mentioned before that people in my life that mattered to me had higher expectations for me and my profession than I've probably fulfilled, although they would respect certainly what has happened at Southbrook. I've not reached expectations, uh, and that doesn't matter, but sometimes it plays with your head. Then you, you are my son, and you have these immense talents of thought and in in communication your writing ability your 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 brain and and you've grown up at southbrook now you're employed at southbrook so there are these invisible expectations right mm-hmm. you're on staff uh let's talk about that for a minute as a browns fan as a a person who deals with people's expectations questions, right? You know, Austin, when are you going to take your dad's place, you know, mm-hmm. and, and such. Uh, talk to me about that. Because this is the kind of conversation we would have in private. We would have this conversation yeah. in private, you know. Yeah. yeah. Not all the time. We, we yeah. talk football most of the time, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. um, talk to me about that. And talk to, because everybody here is living the P equals E minus A equation we all are to some level mm-hmm. and if we don't have expectations pity that person because they don't have any pressure yeah and that's not a good thing either mm-hmm. yeah it's certainly not it doesn't seem healthy to avoid anytime you get us a, a whiff of expectation to then turn around and go the other other direction yeah. billy jean king right? said pressure is a privilege it's in mm-hmm. the in, as, as players come on to the u.s 
to the, or the Arthur Ashe Stadium, the court, yeah, there's that great. sign. This is the famous quote of Billie Jean King. Pressure is a privilege. How, how, what's your reaction to that? Well, the first thing I think of was the Browns, and it might be a, a good a, a, a good ref, reflection for for someone within an organization or with people around them or themselves. Is, uh, there was a good interview with um, OBJ and Jarvis on Monday Night Football pregame with Randy Moss and I think it gets you thinking about with this team with expectations, and I think that equation, um, the the PEA equation, is only um, as detrimental as far as you are um, experienced or inexperienced. And in that interview, OBJ was asked about pressure and the young guys on the team because they have Baker and Miles and Denzel and these young guys. And and for 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 Odell, it's something he's lived with for so long that he just understands that it means something because it can affect you, but it only means something as much power as he gives it, and that and he has just been time tested. He just knows how good he is, and so he he knows his he knows he knows what to expect of himself in a, to a healthy degree to to a degree that it's non-detrimental um just someone with his level of confidence confidence is different than expectation um does he should does he he probably expects every year he should be playing in the super bowl with his ability mm-hmm. cuz yeah i mean he's that level of player mm-hmm. but at the same time he's he's been in the jets franchise or the giants franchise he knows what good teams are and bad teams are and uh he's um, so he's got he's got a healthy confidence, but uh, an expectation of himself, but uh, but a, but an awareness of his surroundings and, and of his of himself. And um, for me, I don't know. Um, I guess I just don't think about. I just don't think about. Uh, I don't. I don't use that kind of language for myself. So I don't. I don't know what that says or doesn't. Um, I. I'm just I'm 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 too caught up in particulars most of the time. I've really I've really those are I I guess what I what I think of and feel when I hear something like that is for me and how my brain works and and how I think and feel about myself and the world and my place in it, particularly with a, an equation like that. That is a, that is a very condensed thought, and intentionally so as as, as a means to deliver. And communicate a message to people. I don't, uh, as far as expectation and, and things, those are very short thoughts to me. I don't think in that short of thoughts, I guess. And that's not to say that uh, um, any any level of IQ or any, anything. I just I think in very long-winded thoughts. <laughs> and so I think about the same. Th- I've been thinking about the same things. Uh, Ideas or theories for the last the last four months, and it's, it's really hard. Would you to recommend do. that? What do you What do you recommend? I don't. To I think I, I think I'm, I've embraced just how I, I I know how I think and how I have to go about things. I know I know what I'm good at and what I'm not, and I'm okay with saying, "Hey, this is what I'm good at. I should do That's this." That's the key. This is what I'm not good at. I won't do that, even though you're asking me to do that. And in a lot of ways, I have a I have a I have a paper due this weekend about Thiep Numas, and and so it's hard for me to 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 break my thoughts, which is why schooling is good for me because I have to break these long-winded thoughts that I, people with, with my kind of personality type, we think in paragraphs. 
we don't think in sentences. Most people think in sentences, I think in paragraphs, and then I construct that paragraphs to beginning, middle, and end. And if you interrupt me, it's just, I, I, I makes, I'm confused because I haven't got to finish my thought. So it's good for me this, this weekend to have like something to, you know, I've got to, I've got to think about this. Mm -hmm. I've got, you know, 36 hours to think about this and to construct a thought and end a thought in the midst of all my other thoughts that I've still working through. And so expectations of everyday tasks, um, overall expectations and the pressure that can come with that from, from fulfilling a, a duty and vocation in life. Those are, um, those are quick things to me. It seems like they come at me and, and I just don't, mm -hmm. I don't think like that. I'm, I'm, well, one of the things I hear you saying is you're doing that is so key to any kind of pressure management is control your controllables. That's mm -hmm. what I hear you saying. That's how I hear you saying it. Yeah. And I'm hearing it certainly through the lens of what we teach, and it's so true. What is the only thing in that equation you can control? You can't control the pressure. You can't control expectations. The only thing you can control is your perceived ability. Mm-hmm. And you do what you have to do with whatever talent you've been given and let the chips fall where they may, really. Mm -hmm. And that's what the great ones in any endeavor do. I, uh, I joke, joking, I was, uh, I was thinking about the Browns Monday and, and um, tweeted subspecie eternitatitis. It's, it's uh, the, 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 the prophets, they, they had this gaze upon eternity. They did not major in minors. They... They had the, um, the, uh, they didn't get mixed up with the minuscule things. They had their mind on the, the monumental things. And, um, I suppose that's, that's something that to, to, um, big picture in mind. Mm -hmm. That's another way of saying Don't it, major I guess. Minors. Yeah. Keep main things keep the main thing, the main mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. And so I, I, um, um, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a there's a pacing oneself in PEA, I guess too. You know, there's there's a in a in a from a Paul to Timothy type of way. Like there's a there's a pace yourself here, young one. There's a we're playing the long game. Um, we've got a lot to do now, but um, we've got a long race to run. And uh, is that and, what you, you tell wanna... someone? So I know a number of listeners of this are in their twenties. They're guys, and they literally like hearing from you, gals who like hearing from you. Is that what you would tell them? Was what would be your recommendation to them now? You're twenty, what? Twenty. <laughs> Twenty nine. Yeah. Um, and uh, what would you tell them? And then, on on the re in regards to that right now, uh, I, I like that. It's a pr it's a long game. So that's number one. It's a long mm -hmm. game. Right? Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. That's a good thought. Gaze upon eternity, and that is, that's. I think that's you know the way I think of that. That's that's. If something works, um, I love those kinds of things where you can make it work really in a huge, gargantuan, universal way. Like, and to be, to think, um, to think of the as as Paul would charge, I guess, to think eschatologically, think, think, think of how this is going to end. Begin with the end in mind. Yes, yes. I, I, I um, yeah. So, uh, and then you know you you think about you know in your daily tasks, your projects. You know what do you want to accomplish by the end of the day? I mean, you, know, you you begin with the end in mind, and um, 
I don't know what I would, that that's again one of those hard questions for me. I don't know what I would tell someone. Then young. why are you doing a podcast? If you can't give any. <laughs> that's probably uh, why I'm doing advice. it. It's because you know I got <laughs> I've got a condensed you know th- thoughts that uh, that are they're really long. But uh, I don't. Yeah, I I, I think I always get tripped up with advice. I don't have much advice for anyone. Yeah, I, know, I really don't. I, I don't have much advice. But um, but You're speaking out of your story. Yeah. Yeah, okay, but- so speaking out of your story, as a Browns fan and as a, <laughs> you know, I think one thing that I love about the, uh, the, the taking, always beginning with the end in mind is wisdom is the art of living life backwards, right? So, you know, you want skilled decision making, live life backwards. Think about where, what, where this will all end up if I make this decision today and I stay on that path. Mm-hmm. And then in light of eternity... And in light of the world, perspective is the other thing. You know, that's the thing I always preach to people who just get panicked about. This is going on at our church. And, you know, I mean, we have staff who just panic over stuff. I was like, listen, you know, and I always remember what Tony Wallingford told us before just about every game. Three billion Chinese don't give a rip about this game. Mm -hmm. They don't care. I mean... Southbrook's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. It matters to the people who matter to us, right? We love and yeah, but it's just the world's gonna go on if Southbrook ceased to exist today. Mm-hmm. The world would go on just fine. And that's to me is always about perspective. Percep perspective pressure is perception, right? It's a mm-hmm. perception of yeah, you know. Uh, uh, expectations. You know, another note. I think uh, now we 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 talked about this and. Uh, talking to a group of youngsters, uh, I got the the privilege of winning a race, a small race, and many runners that don't, they don't that are far better than me don't get to have that privilege. And I got to win a 5K this summer, and uh, that was that was great. But one of the main reasons it was great was that I was hurt leading up to it um, with patella inflammation, and I had really kind of peaked a number of weeks prior to that and so i was just um i was over the hill and i was coming back down and i wasn't in good shape and so my aunt who i was kind of my pseudo running coach a former marathoner she told me just you know you have this race coming up just take a week off you're not going to get your your time you know you've been working Mm -hmm. towards um you're going to be a lot slower than that but just you know do it have fun and and but just take a week off, and you'll feel springy when you get there. And and so when I got so I because I, I, and I was thinking about not even doing it, just because you know my expectation was this, and I knew like okay that I don't have that in the tank now. I don't, um, not going to make that. But so the day, race day came, and and I had three objectives, six words: show up, run hard, have fun. And those are my three objectives. Just okay, you know what you, you're expectations are going to keep you from showing up. I might, I was, you know, oh, it's a charity. I already paid the money. So it goes to a good cause. I don't really need to show. I already did my, <laughs> um, so first one was show yeah. up. And I remember getting there that morning and like, Oh my gosh, I'm here. The number one. I might as well warm up cause I'm here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and I started warming up and I started feeling, okay, I might be able to not die out here. Um, and th- throughout the, in the middle of the race, I, I thought, well, this is, I was and I was out in front, and I'd never done that before. I thought, well, this is fun. I'm having a lot of fun. And then, um, and, and in the midst of that, uh, the, the 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 second, the, the third, and fourth words of, of run hard. And so I, I started out in a pace that was, not the pace I wanted, but, was a hard pace. And by the end of it, I won. And, um, 
I just uh, completed those objectives that were very reasonable. Um, and uh, the results, very the results took care of themselves. And I happened to win. Yeah, I happened to win. But the, it wasn't about sub-18. It wasn't about winning. It certainly wasn't about winning. Um, I just wanted to sh- – I just okay, I showed up. Oh, check one. I, I'm running hard. You know, I'm hurting right now. Okay. Well, we're um, okay. Another completion. I've, I've I've accomplished something else, and at the end, wow, my gosh, I'm first across the line. This is fun. So uh, that's that's that. Maybe uh, uh, getting too caught up in expectations is someone that hasn't, um, as you know, I'm big on articulating yourself, and that's the first step of enacting yourself into the world presenting yourself in a certain direction, orientating yourself in a certain way that and and to to speak out is to is to to create something as God spoke the world into existence. It first started with a thought, then a word, then a word went into the to physicality. Um, so maybe when you get caught up in expectations you haven't decided what you're going to do you haven't decided who you are and mm-hmm. what you're going to do and what your plan is reasonably you know mm-hmm. and, and we've talked about mission statements before and mm-hmm. mission statements certainly aren't to be some to be something unrealistic or anything it's grounded in reality and um i think that's what i did that race day and that's what yeah. hopefully maybe in life i'm doing as well which is yeah. um I, I know what i can do and what i can't Woody Allen said 80% of success is showing up. So number one was 80% you were, you know, you succeeded. Mm-hmm. You made what things you did is you took and you made it a binary task. Just check these things and it's three mm-hmm. things in a successful day. Right. And, and you had that control. The takeaway for anyone today listening is, is if you're feeling pressure, think process, not product. Don't focus on the end result. Focus on your process today. Mm-hmm. And it adds up over time. Well, that's our spiritual lesson from the Cleveland Browns for this broadcast of Chucked. Mm. Um, for more spiritual implications of the Cleveland Browns, so many other things that we could talk about, uh, listen to Chuck next week. Until then, I am Charles Braxton, and this is Austin Charles. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah.